Blog Talk Radio. thoughts i was kind of bored during the game i don't know what their final yeah, was. Total was but i know it was like they had 11 shots at one point okay <laughs> in the it was 29 okay but uh yeah i just i i don't get the shootout thing i don't know you don't like like why they I, look I at it or why there's this bad we understand you're going to lose some shootouts, but what is it? It's 11 straight now? They extended their own NHL record? Hey, records Yay. are records. Who cares? I'm happy they have a record. That's going to last forever. Yeah. <laughs> Something you cocksuckers can't take away from us. Yeah. 23 straight home wins and now 11 straight shootout losses. Suck it, NHL. <laughs> Suck it hard. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought Philpo was going to end it, though. I, I, oh, I I totally did. It's like, yep. Made, yeah. Too much. I was ready for Philpo to end it, and then when he didn't, I was ready for Nyquist to end it. I almost uh, pre-typed the uh, the Meg Gustav, and I thought, no, I'm going to jinx him. I know he missed anyway, so fuck him. <laughs> Everyone shot, right? No one did a deke. No one, no uh, one tried. Bertuzzi don't know did not get a shot on right. Yeah. Bertuzzi would have deked, uh probably, but well, that's it's funny I mean, too that... because yeah. No, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, I mean, you know, when the when a team's struggling in the shootout, right? I think the natural reaction is you shoot because then you know maybe you can get a goal. And yet, reading Twitter, everybody's upset because the Wings didn't try any fancy moves or anything. They all just kept shooting. It's like, oh, whatever. Whatever. I, I would have liked to see. I would have liked to see Datsu pull out something from his bag of tricks, because he seems he. I don't know. He just kind of sets the tone for how the shootout's going, and lately he's not scoring. So, in the shootout. Uh, here's 
here's something completely out of out of my ass, but um, do you think that maybe it's it's the fact that they're all basically going out there as as individual, like a team plan for shootouts would would work? Like just send the first guy out to like spook the goalie and then have the next guy the next two guys try like something different. I mean, if you're gonna play rock paper scissors with them, like everybody going out there just throwing rock all the time is it going to really get them off the game? Right. Right. I don't, I don't just, know. I'd be willing to fucking throw a water bottle at him first. <laughs> just get the guy ejected from the game. Just see if it'll work. He just—he's massive. He got—they had to get him moving, going side to side or something. It's like they. You just skate right in and shoot it at the six foot nine goaltender who doesn't even move and just blocks it. But on a bright side, on the bright side, Gustafson was pretty good in the shootout. I agree. I, yeah. Yeah, he stopped four, stopped four or five. One of them was a uh, went high. I'm not going to yell at him for the St. Louis goal because it's St. Louis. What the hell of a move? You know, what are you going to do? I mean, he was the scoring champion last year. He's pretty good at offense. Yeah, and Ben Bishop had to make I mean, two more saves than, than Gustafson did in the course of the game, but I thought that uh, I thought the Red Wings had more, more chances, and I think that Ben Bishop came up big more often than Jonas Gustafson did. So it's just one where the other goalie, I think, I think they stole it from us, and that fucking sucks because we just—it'd be really nice to get that kind of luck. Eh, what comes around goes around, right? That's what Sean Thornton says. So, you know, not getting the luck now. They'll, they'll eventually get the luck. Well, I'm looking at extra skater because I like to do this. The Tampa five on five, and this looks like it's through overtime, actually had more five-on-five Corsi events than Detroit did. Whatever, bro, the eyeball test. Now, Detroit... Yeah, I'm just seeing that. Detroit, five-on-four. Detroit was 14-4. to See, they gave up... See, they had 14 chances uh, or events five-on-four, and uh, but they gave up four against, including the breakaway to St. Louis which he missed high, we missed high or wide. I don't remember which. Um, high and Tampa, wide. Yeah, tw- and Tampa was 12-2. and two. So I would agree. I mean, that just kind of talks about, uh, you know, shots and everything. I, I thought Bishop had more to do than, than Gustafson did, but, eh, whatevs. I think so, I'm most worried that this is two losses in Florida where I'm not I'm not as mad as I probably should be, I guess. I didn't see the game on Tuesday, uh, at all. I just was kind of following along on my phone. But uh I mean I, it was funny that, that the end of that game happened and I went, wait, is Florida like the Columbus of this year, like that team that isn't any good but just was gonna give the Red Wings a lot of a lot of problems or like what's gonna happen here? Well, I think that's a lot of teams this year. Giving Detroit problems. Well, all we have to do is wait to play the Penguins because the Penguins are a good team, and we'll smoke them. 
Yeah, right. I know. Like Saturday, there's a there's a feeling of dread I have about it because it's the Penguins. I mean, the Penguins are really good, and you know, it's the first game, and they, you know, they're going to get up for Detroit and blah blah blah. And then, you know, then I think, well, let's see. The last time they played a real, the last really good team they played was that Boston. Yeah, at home. Yeah, day before Thanksgiving. And just and and like obliterated them. So maybe they're just saving it. I don't know. Whatever. This is a very depressing start to the podcast. Uh, I wrote a couple things down during the game, and one of them was Franzen. I uh, I thought he played well. I, you know, we 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 got on him early in the season for floating around and being streaky and lazy, but I don't think anyone really has the right to complain about his game anymore. At least not right now. Yeah, as of right now, he's still being given credit for the second assist on Quincy's goal, which should be Smith's. Smith sucks. No, I thought he was good. He's uh, five shots on net tonight. He had a marker in every single one of the event summary categories. Five shots on net, one blocked, four missed shots. We had ten attempts at the net tonight. Uh, one hit, one giveaway, one takeaway, one block shot. Uh, Eleven and five in the faceoff circle too. Yeah, he uh, he was third in uh, Corsi for tonight. Fifty-eight point eight percent. Only behind Nyquist and Bertuzzi, who he played with, didn't he? Wasn't really paying attention yeah. to the lines, but that—that that was the line, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that line, Corsi-wise, was the best line, and I actually thought they looked the best overall. Although I, I thought the uh, Anderson, Mill, and Tatar line also looked pretty good, and that is evidenced by their, uh, also by their Corsi rating for tonight. But yeah, Bronson's been good. I mean, he's really, he's really stepped up. I, I dare, say, I almost have thought to myself, have they? Have they finally solved their second line center problem? Maybe it was Johan Franzen all along because he's playing center right now. It's yeah. not he's playing wing. Maybe, maybe he's the center that they've been waiting for. Well, I mean, but you, you could go back. He was on a on the wing with Zetterberg, and uh, Nyquist was on the other wing. I mean, he played well then too. So it's it's just been what the last month or so. Wherever he's had to play, he's he's done well. Right. I'm thinking this. I'm kind of thinking out loud here. You know, the idea of, I mean, if Franzen plays this well at center, and he's been playing well at center, he's still playing defensively responsible. He's driving offense. You know, if you ever get to a point where you think, okay, you know what, we got to put Danzig and Zetterberg back together, you you and say Helm needs isn't is probably hurt, and Weiss is hurt or not good anymore. Or I don't know what whatever Weiss is. Maybe you kind of look and go, hey, Johan, why don't you uh, take over second-line center duties? Play with, you know, Bertuzzi and Nyquist, or play with, oh, Tatar and Nyquist. Oh, oh yeah, I'll make that noise all day for that line. Like, that would be a good line. I think I think Franza would really be energized by playing with Tatar and Nyquist. You, you, could, go, you could go Datsuk, Zetterberg, Bertuzzi, and you can go Franz and Nyquist and Tatar, you can put Helm, Ablocator, and Alfredson back together, and then Weiss becomes the most expensive fourth-line center in the league with Miller and Anderson, I guess. Whatever. 
Why wouldn't you just make Anderson that center? And put Weiss on the wing? Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know if I want to slow down uh, the unstoppable Drew Miller that much. It, right, it, right. I'm only half kidding. Drew Miller was uh, was good again. He played almost 20 minutes tonight. He played more than Daniel Alfredson did. Really? Well, how many penalties did they have? Yeah, like 24. Well, he played three. He played 347 on the PK, and Alfredson played 346 on the penalty kill. So, short-handed, short-handed time play. on ice. Wait, is that an average? Doesn't matter. Cronwell's kind of looking at. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is a total yeah. I'm looking at. Miller played a lot of minutes. Dotson played almost 25 minutes, and that would explain. I don't know. Partially explain why he looked gassed. Well, second game back too. I mean, there's always that. There's always going to be a bit of a lag. You know, the first game back, there's always the, you know, back after injury, you're kind of, you know, rejuvenated. Second game back, still on a road trip. I mean, he still is recovering from a from a head injury. There's There was the potential there for a little bit of a letdown. And when you play that much, yeah, it could be tough. I'd, I'd like to see them uh, send Emerton back down. Because with all the cap space you have now, because of the Zetterberg move to long term, let bring someone else up, give them a look. If you're only going to play Emerton five minutes the entire game, it's not bringing anything to the table. Yeah. And over two in the faceoffs, and I know specifically one of those was an offensive zone because I remember. Thinking to myself that Dotson or that uh, Badcock put out the fourth line for an offensive zone faceoff, I was like, "That's it's nice that you want to shelter them away from what ended up happening was that the, you know they lost the zone and ended up giving up a uh, scoring chance anyway." But I mean, if I would rather have an offensive line out there to maybe take advantage of the faceoff. Yeah, well, Emerton was fifty-fifty on on zone start, so yeah, his other face-off was was probably in the defensive zone. And still, I think he definitely was the the most noticeably bad fourth liner on you know out there with Cleary and Samuelson, who are you know, easy whipping boys. Oh, Cleary made a really great defensive play in the what was it, the first period, the first or second period, where both Emerton and Samuelson were playing grab ass in their own zone. Oh and, yeah, that was uh that was third period, wasn't it? Shit, I don't know. I wrote it down. Oh. Period, I know which player you're talking on the side of the net where um I think it was Philpla. I actually think it was Philpla, wasn't it? Uh yeah, it was basically, it was uh, late in the first period. That was it first was on period. Philpla. Yeah, where he yeah. basically pushed him off the side of the net where he he wouldn't he wasn't able to get a shot away on a wide open goal. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good play. I actually, I actually thought Cleary played a fairly decent game outside of running over Tatar there and, and the power play in front of the net. But I don't know. Cleary was was okay. Emerton's only other faceoff was a defensive zone faceoff. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I agree. I mean, send him down. He's not really. He's not contributing anything. We've got a 
group of guys who are actually in the Red Wings' future potential plans, uh, specifically Char- uh, Sheehan and Ferraro. And the only thing that was keeping us from being able to move them up or down was cap space. And now that we've got, you know, we just cleared six million dollars in available in available cap space thanks to to Zetterberg going down. I mean, fuck it, make the move, pull them all up. Let Ferraro play one game. Let Sheehan play the next. Let Glenn Denning play another one. Call them all up. I don't care. One by one. The first one to score a goal in a win uh, gets to stay in the lineup. They should have, uh, uh, in practice, if next Griffin's practice, just do a shootout and whoever scores and last, is the last man standing gets called up. Yeah, I agree. And while they're at it, although they wouldn't have the room to do this unless, well, unless they LTI'd another guy or sent Mrazic down, because um, right now they're at twenty, they're at twenty-five men on the roster with two guys on long-term injured reserve, so that is the twenty-three man limit. Um, even then, I mean, I might send Emerton down and call up a defenseman and let. Although at this, I was thinking let Lashoff sit for a game, but after tonight, I, I think I might actually sit play well. for a game. Yeah, how about Lashoff played okay? How about uh, Kendall still struggles? He's been really quiet, and uh, I mean positionally he's been okay, but he's not really moving the puck very well. So give uh, give Sproul a chance. He's the only one that of those of that trio that they've got down there that are you know close to NHL already. He's the only one who hasn't gotten a game yet. Oh, oh. I almost thought you'd have to call one of those guys up because I thought, you know, with Erickson leaving for a little bit there, I was like, oh, great. Here oh, we go. shit. Yeah, and then he came back and didn't really have a very good game, so maybe he should have – maybe he should have stayed out. Just saying. Well, then the, they could have at least uh, avoided overtime and just lost in regulation, so <laughs> – Hey, look at it this way. If Jimmy Howard were playing, it wouldn't have gone to the sixth round. So there you go. <laughs> it would have been over in three. <laughs> would have been over after, yeah, would have been over after. It might not even got it three. Two goals. Yeah. We would have even had to see Phil pull a shoot because Howard would have let in the first two and nobody on Detroit would score because they're never going to score a shootout goal again. I stand by my tweet. And uh, so, and then we could all just, and then we could all piss and moan about how terrible Howard is in shootouts. And everywhere else. Well, yeah. They should trade him. I should trade Jimmy Howard. Why not? Trade him. Trade him while his value's still there. <laughs> Just doing some trade math. Him the, trade him to the Islanders. Well, then then the Wings yeah, will never use him again. Well, whatever. Islanders are in a different division. Yeah, you only play him three times a year. Yeah, there you go. See, whatever. And they've already played him twice this year, so only one more time he would get the inevitable shoot, uh, shutout against your own team, unless it goes to a shootout, in which case that shootout is going to last forever because Howard would let everything in except the Red Wings can't score. I mean, it would be, it would be you know, rock-hard place right there. <laughs> the resistible force versus the movable object. <laughs> yeah. That's actually that... That was actually what I was going for, but whatever. I don't know. It's covered for you there. Thank you. Go make me a sandwich. 
trying to pull something up here. I think the concerning thing for me is that they played the number 12, and I'm going by goals against per game, the number 12 and the number 27 teams in the NHL, and they scored three goals. So, yeah, that's kind of a concern. Because the Leafs are still third. They're still 13th in the NHL in goals against per game. That's going to, and their average, I don't think this counts for tonight's game. I'm not sure if it does or not. Oh, it does. Okay. So there are 2.46 goals against per game, which is 13th in the NHL. That's better than Chicago, by the way. You know, the almighty Blackhawks. Their goals for per game is 14th at 2.67. It's not getting, that's not getting better. They're scoring less. Outside of Boston, I mean, they're, have they scored? I'm trying to think about what their latest schedule has been. The Islanders game, they scored, what, five goals? They scored five there. And we were like, oh, my God, 11 goals in two games. Like, that's it. They blew it. They blew their wad in those two games. And, you know, the Islanders were not worth it at all. Yeah, that's really the only thing I was saving them is they've got a few games where they score lots of goals and then they go back to... One or two rinky-dink shit goals. Although, like I said, I I still do think that uh, that Ben Bishop did some great work keeping goals out of the net in this one. Oh, and they, very e- yeah. they very easily could have scored three or four. But still, yeah. I mean, it's not a could have, would have, should have, fucking didn't. That's where it is. Yeah, I think I'd be more... I, I mean, I'm not upset about the loss tonight. Tampa is still pretty good. And Bishop is a good goalie. Um, and, you know, like it or not, whether you want to use it as an excuse or not, they they are still injured. I mean, Tampa is too. If there's a team that is missing the kind of firepower that, that Detroit is, it's Tampa. They're missing Stamkos, for fuck's sake. So, But, I mean, you know, with Zetterberg out, yeah, they're going to they're gonna take a hit offensively, and especially when Datsik was out. I mean, did we really expect them to score four goals a game with their two best offensive players out? <laughs> no. So it's fine. Um, the problem is that even with those guys in the lineup, offense has been inconsistent over the course of the year. So it's 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 still a concern. So is what I'm is where I'm going with that. Somebody I'm just say. tired of I'm just tired of watching them lose. That's all I got. I'm just annoyed. No, I, I mean, what? Even Stamkos is good. I was just saying they're fifteen and eighteen. They're 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 below five hundred for Christ's sake. I don't know. They're I mean, they're, they're a mediocre team. They're and average. They are. I will think that I'll say that while they are currently hurt, they are an average team. That's that's like my only reason for hope is that they're they're not playing very well. And I know that when they had everybody relatively healthy, they they still weren't that good. But I mean, they were a lot better than they are now. So we're gonna get the you know what's gonna happen. I think you joked about it the other day, Graham. Is when the you know we're only a few months away from. Ken Holland saying that whoever's coming back from injury is going to be our trade deadline acquisition. 
Yep, it's going to happen. Yep. I'm telling you right now because right this now. team's going to be injured. That's just the way that the Red Wings operate now. Somebody, somebody important's going to be hurt in. Feb, I think the when's the trade deadline? End of February, this year, early March, whenever it is. I mean, it's, you know, it's normal time. It's early March. Yeah, and that person is going to be coming back right around the time of the trade deadline, and you are going to see Ken Holland say, well, you know, we're, we we like our team. I mean, the, the standard, we like our team, and we'll see what's out there, but injured player here is going to be our big acquisition, and we're all just going to take a shot because it's the Red Wing trade deadline drinking game. And, I mean, that's what it's going to be. But I also think this year... I think that if Holland can do something, he's going to. I honestly believe he's he's stuck right now with what this team is because of cap issues around the league. Nobody's doing anything. I mean, it's not like we're seeing a whole bunch of trades amongst teams at all. I think that he is. I think he's working the point because he has to make a move once DeKaiser comes back. He's he's going to have no choice unless Zetterberg stays right. on IR longer. If Zetterberg stays on IR longer, he's got time. But if Zetterberg and DeKaiser come back at around the same time, that late December, he's he's going to have no choice. He's going to have to do something. Clearly, gets waived. He's thirty-five. Will that count? No, he's not. He's thirty-four. Is he thirty-four? Yeah, Clary's younger than Dotsuk, Remember? Oh, right, right. I forgot about that. Oh, well, then good. Yeah, I think Clary will get waived if nothing else happens. Somebody said the other day that they were listening to, to Darren Drager, and I must have been listening to because I searched the guy's Twitter and he didn't say anything about it there, that he thought that the Red Wings and the Rangers might be close to Quincy and a pick heading to the Rangers in return for Delzato. <laughs> and I thought, well, it kind of depends on the pick, but I think it's, it would have to be dumb to do that, right? For the Rangers? Yeah, it would be really stupid. You're talking about the Rangers, right? Yeah, I I could not envision any scenario in which they would do that because it doesn't it it literally makes no sense. Delzado is a better player than Quincy. He makes I mean he like he makes less money. So Yeah, about you know, 1.25 million. Like, yeah, so it's not like the Rangers would be saving money. They'd actually be taking on unless the Red Wings ate some of Quincy's hit and then you give up a pick on top of that and I mean not like it not like it matters the Rangers would just waste it anyway but nothing about that trade makes sense from a New York standpoint and I say that as a Red Wing fan like that would be one of those trades where if they made it I would I would want to give Ken Holland a kiss like you magnificent bastard I wouldn't if they made that trade and ate some of Quincy's salary, I'd still take it in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. If you didn't need any salary, I think that would clear up enough that when everybody's healthy, um and Emerton's back down, that you could get both Zetterberg and DeKaiser off the IR. I think that, that that if you made that trade without without uh keeping any salary, I think they could actually keep like almost three hundred thousand dollars worth of salary too. But, I mean, the thing is that Delzato is just, he's disappointing. I mean, the the Rangers fans are, I'm not even sure if the fans, but it seems like a lot of the media started to sour on him. He's um, 
he's only played in 25 of, of their 33 games, uh, seven points of the season. That's, I don't know. Is that more than Quincy? I don't even know anymore. He's got two goals. I know he's got one more goals than Quincy. But, yeah, he's 23. Um, he's basically the same kind of defenseman that Quincy is, only he's younger. He's going to be an RFA at the end of the season. So, I mean, I guess I, I don't know more about the, the Rangers' status, but I think if uh, if the Red Wings got away with it without giving up a first-rounder, then I'd, I'd be ecstatic about that. Oh, yeah, no kidding. What if it was a second and a decent prospect? Sure, why not? Define decent. I'll tell you honestly, I hate all the prospects. Fuck everyone. I trade them all. Even Yurko. Especially Yurko. I would trade Yurko. If it got if I got a quality NHL defenseman in return, I would do it. The Wings have enough forward prospects. I don't think Thomas Yurko is the key to their sustained success going forward. Don't don't say that too loudly, or Michelle and Josh will attack you. <laughs> hey, if he becomes a Red Wing, great. But if he if his trade makes the Red Wings a better team, great. Yeah, that's how oh, I remain with every prospect. Wait, what did you I, say, Jeff? I didn't hear you. I'm saying I agree with you. You can trade anyone. Oh, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> as long as the return is worth it. The, the only thing I would ever want for a trade of anybody, regardless of who it was, is does the return make the Red Wings a better team? If the answer is yes, then you know what? In some cases, awesome. In other cases, sucks to see that guy go. But, you know, my allegiance is to the Red Wings, not necessarily the players that play on them. You know, if uh, I'm trying to think of a good example here. If Drew Miller was traded tomorrow... Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry, go I would, I would be... I mean, I would be a little upset because I do like Drew Miller. I think he's a, a fantastic player. I think he, he has really blossomed in Detroit and, and played really well. But if his return made the team better, good luck, Drew, wherever you land. Good luck. Hope your career goes well. Peace out. You know, that's kind of how I would react to almost anybody being traded outside of the big players. I mean, obviously players like Datsuk and Zetterberg would, you'd have to trade them for mega stars. And even then, I don't think you would, you'd, the team wouldn't be better. Yeah, you're doing that. You're talking about rebuild trades. And I don't think the team is in position to, to do rebuild trades right now. I'd be crushed if, if that happened. There'd be no reason to. Um the only way I could see that happening is if they were starting to fall out of a playoff race, which, let's face it, it's the East. So that can't – the way, Wings have certainly tried, but it's not going to happen. As long as they keep – everybody's complaining about losing in shootouts. They've lost nine shootouts this year. I mean, you know, that's if you, that's kind of like going four, four, and one. Same well, concept. They've, they've lost six shootouts, nine overtime games. Okay, so nine overtime games, but that's—I mean—think about this. It's, that's four, four, and one, which is a 500 record, pretty much. And you know, it's—it's—it's it's, it's mediocrity. It's right in the middle, which in the East will earn you a playoff spot. It's true. 
But it also, the West, maybe. I mean, if if this keeps up, you're looking at a wild card, and you're playing Boston or Pittsburgh in the first oh, round. Seven game series. Hey, first of yeah, all, Detroit's beaten Boston. Detroit's beaten Boston twice already this year. It's true. So, you know, I'm not. I wouldn't be afraid of either of those teams. Detroit was supposed to lose to Anaheim last year. Anaheim was the big, bad team with good goaltending that was supposed to rough up the Red Wings, and look what happened. Red Wings won. Anaheim so, was a paper tiger. They were a little, but they were also a big physical team that was supposed to play the type of game that would kind of but, go against the Red Wings and make them... But they're also that one team that the Red Wings just always seem to get under their skin and knock them off their games a little bit as well. Almost just based like off their, their rivalry. And they could do it to Boston. They've done it to Boston a little bit in the games. You can kind of see Boston. The thing with Boston is you can't play into their style. They get better when they get, you know, physically involved like that. Detroit doesn't play that type of game. That's why Detroit, I think, has been successful against them in the recent past. Small sample size, I know, but still. That 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 would be a miserable week at work, though. I could imagine. It's like when they played the Blackhawks. I mean, thank God I wasn't in the office. But even the Blackhawks, look, they took them to seven. I mean, if, if they get, if they if the Red Wings get good, really good goaltending, like they've been getting from Howard in the last couple of years, and like they're getting from Gustafson this year, can't believe I just said that. I think they can. I think they match up well with anybody in the East. And I think they match up well with just about anybody in the West. Chicago scares the hell out of me just because they can score almost at will right now. Yeah, there's a but, lot of teams out West that, that scare me. But I, I, mean, I, I think the Red Wings are where they were last year. I think that they're uh, an upper-mid-tier contender. I think that they're a step below teams like Chicago, Boston, Pittsburgh, uh, let's throw Los Angeles. Uh, I'll believe St. Louis when I see it in the playoffs, but they they look like a good team. But I think that the Red Wings are capable of hanging with any of those teams and uh, getting lucky in a seven game series or just getting hot at the right time. I, I I I don't I'm not in love with our chances, but I like them. If I mean as long as we've got guys that are actually healthy at the right time, we we just have a lot of ifs that need to, to all come true at the same time, but. Shit, we've seen it happen to us lots and lots of times over the course of, of this playoff streak where a team would get hot at the right time. The Oilers made the finals. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a long ways off. I mean, just right now it's, you know, they just need to get healthy more than anything else. It's, the thing I've noticed about them in the last few games is they look so disjointed. You know, it's it's almost like watching the first couple of first couple of games of the year where there's just passes aren't connecting and they like they they look like they're just it looks like a really bad singles party. You know, it's awkward and everybody's trying to get to know each other and nothing's really connecting except for those two people that just really seem to hit it off and and you just want to watch them. Is how I assume single parties go. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about here. (laughs) I don't know. I kind of lost the analogy somewhere in the middle. 
I've been married too long. There's no way I, I know what a singles party. To me, a singles party is like a, is a key party. That's what I think a singles party is. A what? Well, if we're playing like the whole like, there's that one couple that really hits it off. The the way that it's been going for the Red Wings is that one couple that really hits it off is like the ugly couple too. You don't want to watch them make out. Or it's like all the best scoring chances are going to Drew Miller. <laughs> like I, said, I love Drew Miller, but he's not a goal scorer. Or I mean, like you know, Anderson is getting those chances on the doorstep, but he's just not finishing those. It's like man. It'd be so much easier to jerk off to this if that were a hot person. <laughs> At least one of you, you know. <laughs> so, wow, good job on that analogy, Teddy. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> I like how I said key party, and Jeff was like, what? I don't know what that is. You don't know what a key party is? No. Yep. This is where you, you tell me. I'm not going to tell you what a key party is. Google it. <laughs> so where you exchange keys? Yeah, uh, in a sense, yes. <laughs> Among other things. Yeah, Google Google key party for me, please. I'm, actually, I'm sorry, I'm watching the Chargers. They're actually, oh my God, they're beating the Broncos. They'll fuck it up. Wow. They'll fuck it up. Oh, oh okay. Do you see what it is now? Mm-hmm. So. So, uh, what do you guys think of Iserman playing in the alumni game? Thumbs up. I think it's good. I think it's going to be awesome. I think uh, even if he does one shift, even if it's not even a full shift, he just goes out on the ice, skates around, and, you know, maybe passes to somebody, you know, something like that. Who cares? The fact that he's a part of it at all is just incredible. I think that if he uh, skates across the blue line and rips a slapper top shelf, I will uh, die of orgasming. <laughs> Just like the game. You know, you know what Skull I'm talking about, the, the St. Louis. Right. Oh, the one that Jeff was two years old for? No, I was not two years old for that. I watched that game. <laughs> How old were you? What year was that? That was... 96. 96 playoffs? Yeah. I was... Fuck off. It was a good year. I was in high school. I was in high school. Yeah, well, you're old, so... Whatever. I'm pumped. It'll be fun. We go to the game, so... It'll be cool. I hope he plays with Fedorov. And Shanahan. I do have to say I'm loving all the jokes about Shanahan going out and headshotting somebody. Like, I really think he should. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the dirtier, the better. And then he can ban himself. I just get the feeling, though, that... 
like Iserman will play like one shift, and then we're just going to see a whole lot of Chris Draper for the entire game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Draper's going to like take it really seriously. Oh, yeah. Like, he'll be getting constantly shut down by the goalie, but you'll know that it's not like he's trying to make the goalie feel good. <laughs> he just re- really can't shoot it anywhere but the pads. Oh, well, it should be fun. I mean, I'm really glad I bought tickets on day one. Me too. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Graham. What up? Be in fact, hey, if you want, be hanging out and serving, and all the cool people will be hanging out online in our warm houses, drinking non-expensive alcohol. Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I was going. Well, if you want, you could still win a ticket to the Winter Classic. It's true. Yeah. How so, though, JJ? Tell me more. <laughs> well, we have this contest where you can design a shirt for the Wim store, and if your shirt is the best one, we will give you a Winter Classic. And it's supposed to be a, a really good ticket, too. Um, it's in Section 3, which is it basically it's says the blue line field. Yeah, it's, right on the, it's the Red Wings blue line, one of the different twice. Uh, row 13, so it should just be just high enough to see over the board and see the whole ice surface, but not so high that your total nose bleeds. Plus, there's a party invite that goes along with it beforehand that uh, have a buffet there and, uh, and an open bar. And if you design a Brendan Smith shirt, you're probably not going to win. But I'll like your shirt. No, right. Jeff's not actually one of the judges, so. No. I'm not. I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there you go, Jeff. Sorry, you're not one of the judges. Oh, well. What are the rules of the contest, JJ? I don't know. They're on the website. Check the website out before you enter. Okay. I really wish they would have won. This would be so much better. Yeah, this is good. You want to take callers? Yeah, let's take callers. Call okay. callers. All right. Guest calling is 347-826-7853. There is a uh, question in the chat room. Have we heard how they're divvying up the alumni for rosters? I don't think. Have they, have they announced that yet? I don't think they have. No. Have no. I'm pretty so sure probably, they're going to do it by by age group. So everybody, as many people from the 2002 team as possible, will be playing together. I wonder if they would put. I don't know. If they did all like the good players early, then everyone would leave because no one cares about the second game. I wonder if they would do like Iserman at the end. Yes. But I also have to imagine, like, they're going to announce everybody at the beginning, right? Well, probably. I don't know. Like, the only reason you go is just for, like, that moment when they announce Eisenman and he walks out there in the alumni sweater from the Tigers dugout. They probably should announce just the roster for each game prior. And then for fun, they'll do both. Um, 
national anthems before each game. Do they uh, – how long are the periods going to be for this? Is it like a normal game, 20-minute periods? I I feel like they do halves in alumni games instead of periods, and I don't know why. I've never seen one before, so – Well, I'm just thinking, like, to. it starts at one. If there's two full games, like, that's a really long time to be out there in the cold. That's why I, I don't think I, I don't think alumni games are that long. To be quite honest, I really think you might be talking like thirty minutes total. You do two fifteen-minute halves because these guys, a lot of these guys, like I mean, he's, he said he was hasn't skated in years. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't think a lot of them are in. Right, they're not all Draper and Chelios, you know, that there's they still work out eighteen hours a day in their fifties. I assume Draper's in his fifties. But they're just, you know, they're going to be, it's, yeah. It's not going to be good hockey, okay? I mean, you don't go and be like, wow, what a rush. And like, wow, he is so drunk right now. (laughs) Chris Draper is 42. 42. He's closer to 50 than he is to 30. So there you go. He's one year older than Daniel Alfredson. No, didn't Alfredson just turn 42? Was his birthday yesterday? Oh, he turned 41. All right. I don't know. I'm pumped. You guys excited for 24-7? Yes. That I'm extremely excited about because I've had HBO for a while. Yeah, I just ordered it this week, and I'm already regretting ordering it. I mean, I have to keep it for two months anyway, otherwise... I have to pay the same regardless. Mm-hmm. But man, there's some some garbage on like all day. Stoker is on right now. There is there's a moment in every single day where I am flipping through watching TV. It's usually during my work day because I work from home, and I will be flipping through like I want to just I just want to watch TV for like 15 minutes. I just need to take like a mental break from work, and I can't watch Sports Center because I don't care about anything they talk about. The NHL is showing, you know, the 19th running of NHL tonight. Like, you know what, whatever. And I never watch NHL tonight if the Red Wings lose because I don't like to relive it. And I will inevitably end up on the HBO channels. And I, every single time I do this, I will flip through and I will scroll down and realize that nothing good is on unless Dark Knight Rises is on. And even yeah, then, I'm like, and even then, I'm kind of like, eh, you know what? I've seen this a hundred times in the last four months. So I don't need to watch this again. Although Taken 2 is on right now, that I'll put on as well. Although that's not a very good movie. But I flip through and I think, why do I pay for this? What What is the reason for owning this? And this Saturday night, I will finally be like, this is why I own this. I'm recording them too. I'm saving these forever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I have to record it because I have to work Saturday night, which sucks. Because the fucking yeah, Bruins, are, too. Bruins are playing Vancouver, so I'm not going to get home until like 3 in the morning. But They're in Vancouver, right? They're on Bay West. Yeah. Right yeah. So the game won't start till 10. Which sucks. Actually, tonight's not too bad on HBO. Edward Scissorhands, The Hobbit, Alien vs. Predator. A Demolition Man is on Encore. So. 
watching that. I know. See, that's the problem is once you get past HBO, then you see Cinemax and Encore and Stars, and it's like a giant tease of all these movies that actually look somewhat interesting. You're like, oh, man, I haven't seen, you know, and then whatever movie it is, you know, Busty Cops or whatever. I haven't seen that in forever. Oh, <laughs> stupid not getting Cinemax. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. Cinemax, all Cinemax does is show the the movies that HBO got tired of. It's like it's like HBO sloppy se- or uh, yeah, HBO sloppy seconds. Literally with some of that some of those late night movies. But I digress. They're key party movies, Jeff. It's the kind of movies they show in Cinemax. Oh, gotcha. Oh, uh, yeah. No callers, eh? No, no. no. People no. always complain we never take callers, and then they never call. I bet they'll still complain about iTunes as well. <laughs> Could it be on iTunes? Probably. It's nice to watch the Broncos down by 10 with two minutes left do underneath passes all the time. Yeah, I don't really care. Football is stupid. You should care as a Patriots fan. Just because I live here does not mean I'm a fan of every single team here. <laughs> just so people know, just so people are clear, I'm not actually a Bruins fan. They just give me shit. Dave is actually a Devils fan. So don't confuse the two of us. <laughs> oh, sure. Blame somebody else. You should just become a Patriots fan, though. I mean, don't the Lions just bring you nothing but heartache? Why do you do that to yourself? Because <laughs> that, that one day when they actually do win it all, when I'm on my deathbed and I'm 87 years old, it'll just bring me so much joy, and then I'll probably die. But I Are you keeping know. a list of all the people who tell you to stop being a fan? No, no. And that way, like, if they win the Super Bowl, you can go after them? No. Cause See, I would do that. The list is just too long. So, I, think I mean, every season since 2010, I've made a list of comments that I wanted to that I've saved to throw in people's faces just in case the Red Wings win the the cup. <laughs> and I mean, I've been disappointed every year, but one year it'll it'll come true, and I'm gonna write a massive long post like just well, calling out. That's because so many Red Wings fans and, and, and an a hole, JJ. <laughs> it's true, yeah. You'll just have a reason this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I will say I was shockingly, you know, ass deep in work today. Weird way to phrase that sentence. Um, And there was a mention of, like, I guess I saw Jen McCrosty's Facebook post about people being mean to each other on social media. Like, was this a specific group of people or was this just in general or? Oh, I think she... It was like an article or something she might have read. It said, like, society is just mean. I don't know. And social media is the cause or the reason or the the vehicle. I thought there was something specific. I don't know. Maybe she should call in and tell us. Oh, hey, we got a caller. Oh, we have a caller. Hey, caller. Hi, caller from 708, area code. What's your name? Hey, what's up? It's Dan Morissette. Chicago. 
How's it going? Also known as Captain Shiner. Four. Number four hey, was the first beer taken. What's up, guys? What's going on? Doing pretty well. Long time no see. No so much, yeah. <clears throat> you seen uh, you, JJ, at the uh, Winter Classic. Oh, good. Somebody from Chicago hey. is going to make it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That. Hey, we're going to have uh, – I'm actually hoping to put together a Chicago meetup for when they play the Hawks in March. Although I'm told awesome. that I might be – I now I'm told that I might be – somebody might be getting me tickets, so – Oh really? I mean, I'll be there early, and then I'll go to the game, and then you can all, and then I'll celebrate the win after I, the game. I don't know. I don't know if I'm getting tickets or not. I'd like to, but either way, I'd like to put something together to get people together and have a good time. For sure. Is, is, is that the Wednesday night game? Like the big, an actual rivalry on Rivalry Wednesday? I think it is. No, wait. Is it a Wednesday night? I thought it was a weekend game. I thought it was one of those weird Sunday, like, not night, but not afternoon games, like at 4.30 or something. <laughs> For the older oh. crowd? Well, we are Red Wing fans, after all. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that that game we all went to, when Datsu scored that amazing overtime winner from below the goal line, was still one of my greatest experiences ever at a hockey game. That was pretty awesome, especially especially after when we when we watched it on TV and you could hear Ed Olchek audibly sigh oh. after <laughs> after uh, Datsuk scored, and then hoping that Brian or uh, Chicago Wings freak didn't make us all get our asses kicked on the way out of the arena because <laughs> of how much he was yelling at everybody. Uh, he was just doing what we were all thinking. Yeah. He was, yelling. he was yelling for all of us. Uh, so I do actually have a question. I'm I'm kind of curious what other people think, you know, especially it's relative here in Chicago. Everyone's talking about the Cutler, Cade McCown thing. With Jimmy Howard, it's, I mean, it's obvious he hasn't been what we were all expecting he would be this year, but I'm wondering if it's, you know, last year, for a better part of the year, I felt like the team in front of him was playing, like, just such garbage that it was like a an awesome toy with no batteries. Like, it just – you didn't really know how good it was going to be because it just wasn't working right. But this year that, you know, we all want him to do well, and I think people give him a pass and say, you know, he's clearly the starter, he's clearly the starter. But has, has he really proved that he can be that goalie for us? I just I, – you know, I'm trying to think – objectively here and I don't know like he's played so well sometimes but he definitely hasn't I want to say he's been disappointing but he's not been as good as what I would have hoped he would be this year I think we can call him disappointing but I also think that over the course of his more than 230 games played with his uh, noticeably above league average save percentage I, I think that yes we can confidently say that he has, has earned his place as the starter um, but also Gustafson has earned more starts than he might otherwise get because of, of Howard's struggles this season. I just kind of keep telling myself that it's like 2009 where Osgood struggled and Conklin played well and played a bunch of games, and then by the time the playoffs came around, they gave the ball to Osgood and he ran with it. I'm, just, I'm mentally just telling myself that. We'll see if it's true. I mean, I don't know if it's, you know, him – being on the potential Olympic rosters on his mind or what, but he just he hasn't been himself. 
it seems like. I I think honestly, because look at this way, he struggled. Remember last year, when yeah. he, right before he got his extension, and he was not, he wasn't playing very well, and then he signed the extension, and he was, he played really well. I think he's the kind of guy that just seems to have stuff when he's got stuff going on. It it just it messes with him. Like it just messes with his head, and so it gets to a point where he thinks about it so much that. It affects his play on the ice. I don't think. I think the defense in front of him has been probably about the same as it was last year. But I also think that the number of. I don't think that the number of bad goals that he's given up this year have been worse or more than last year. I mean, you, the mm-hmm. Philly game is the is the one that I am probably going to point to a lot. Out of the five goals he gave up really only one of them would I say would be one that he probably should have saved. That was the second one that he overplayed. But even then, you had guys screening him, guys in front of him, wide open players down in front of the net with no Red Wing in sight. I don't think he's being helped out very much by his defensemen this year. And he has not been able to come up with that miraculous save that kind of bails his defense out. Whereas last year he was doing that a lot. Yeah. He was amazing in that Chicago series. Just, I mean, that's that's probably the best he's ever played, in my opinion. Uh, so. That, you know, I, I, Howard, Jimmy Howard, until, unless, Gus, unless we're, it's in March and Gustafson's still posting a 930 whatever save percentage. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I trust Jimmy Howard more than Gustafson based on track record. Okay. That was my question. Cool. Well, Dan, thanks for calling. We appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Thanks. I'll see you guys in Detroit in three weeks. Yes, sir. We will see you there. Right. Sounds good. All right. That's cool. Other people can call, too. We got 30 minutes technically left, but if no one calls, we'll Wrap this up shortly then. It doesn't sound like you guys have anything other, anything else to say. Oh, I was thinking it was uh, of Howard's recent injury. He uh, tweaked his knee. He's going to have a, an MRI done on it. We'll find out more, but it looks like it's going to be one or two weeks. Isn't it just perfect? Apparently, it was on a shot by in practice by Dan Cleary. <laughs> so, how uh, well, beautiful is that, huh? You you do know this injury, he's going to be out for longer than two weeks. Just because there has to be a way that Gustafson starts the Winter Classic against the Leafs. Oh, hey, we got another caller. Hey, caller, you're on there. Who the hell are you? Who the hell am I? <laughs> sure, the- yeah. Joseph from Providence. How's it going, Joseph from Providence? Oh, I'm in a half-sleep stupor right now. Um, But, yeah, I just want to second that David is a Devils fan. Uh, Yes, that is true. He's told us before. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Hmm. I'm trying you to. Sure have some Sorry. 
Are you sure that's half sleep? Am I trying to? No, are you sure that is half sleep? I'm just trying to judge or, the, the true nature of the super here. Or probably half awake. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I missed the second period. So I missed all of the actual goals that were scored. Uh, didn't the Quincy goal happen in the first? Yeah, it was in the first. Was it in the first? Whatever. I don't remember seeing any. You were you were like, half a, you were asleep at that point. Half asleep. Exactly. Exactly. That is how that works. Do you uh, have a question for us, Joseph? So I don't know if you guys covered this. I was I missed about the first ten minutes or so of the podcast. But do you have any ideas or predictions on what a fully healthy roster? would look like? Um, A unicorn wearing a dress. You mean who would be gone? Is that your question? I guess that's part of it. Like, if, so if everybody on the Red Wings is healthy, who's so not, talking, not playing? Weiss is back. Zetterberg's back. Kaiser's back. Howard is back. Uh, who else is gone? Well, I mean, Help. I think Cleary's waved. Samuelson's scratched. Uh, Lashoff is scratched. Yeah, and you probably got to trade somebody. Maybe Quincy's gone. If they can move it. Who's your uh, your last scratch forward? So you get. Cleary and Samuelson off, or you clear off the roster entirely. So Samuelson becomes forward number fourteen. So he's sitting. Is is Drew Miller forward number thirteen who sits? No, I don't know. That's a good question. I would almost wonder if Anderson would get thrown yeah, into that mix, especially because you'd, be, you'd have a lot of centers all of a sudden. If Franzen plays center too, we can. But I mean, if everybody's healthy and you split up Datsuk and Zetterberg, your centers are... But I think if everyone's healthy... Zetterberg... Well, yeah, I don't know, but if they're healthy, they split them up when they were healthy. So you'd have Datsuk, Zetterberg, Weiss, Helm as your four centers. Where's Anderson now? Yeah, I I think Miller's too valuable on the PK. Anderson plays almost as much time. That's the problem. That's the... It really becomes... I mean... That's Talk the best part. Is, that's actually a. I would. You know what? I would consider it. Abdulkader Bertuzzi. Yeah. Yeah, one of those guys. I mean, Abdulkader, he's just there right now. He's not. He's not doing any one thing really good. He's not like when I see him, I'm like, man, he's not scoring, but whoa, what a bunch of energy he's got out there. It's like, oh, there's Abdulkader. Yep. You know, like he's just. He's just whatever. He's not playing bad. He's just not he's not doing a whole lot. There are other players in the roster that are actually contributing more, I would say. So, yeah, yeah I'd sit yeah. out the kidder. At least, or put him in the rotation. I don't think you'd sit the same person every single night, except Samuelson. Right. He'll never, yeah. he'll never mean, play and, again. And the only reason Samuelson isn't waived instead of Cleary is because he's got a 35-plus contract and and you would only save, like, what, like 100000 bucks. Waving him? Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Cool. Joseph, any other questions? No, that's it. Good cool. talking well, to you guys. We, uh, we appreciate the call. Good show. <laughs> Thanks, man. Take care. Sorry, JJ. I kind of interrupted you there. Go ahead with what you were saying. Shit, I wasn't saying anything. Oh, it's a, it's a, a far-fetched to assume that we're actually going to have 23 healthy guys on the roster for that long-list stretch anyway, so it'd be a freaking miracle if our decision to scratch people is actually based on who's <laughs> who's just not playing well enough or who we don't really need rather than that who's hurt anyway. Yeah, and you just hope that once everyone's healthy, it's playoff time, and then you can have, like, as many people as you want on the roster, right? So, yeah. Right, yeah. Just add them all. Yeah. The Black Ace is up there, too. Black Aces, Jordan 2-2, Patrick Eves. Shit, Anthony Mantha. By then, yeah. they, uh, his, Q- his Valdor season will be over by then, so just call him up. When when is Junior's end? Usually oh, April. Shit, I don't know. Memorial Cup is usually in I think like early to mid May. I'd have somebody else. I, I mean I'd need somebody to Google that or confirm it, but it's over well before the uh, NHL season is over. I say, can can you get a nine game look then? Can you do that. In the playoffs? Yeah, let's yeah let's take a look in the playoffs. Why not? He's going to score 50 billion points. Boy, what a pressure cooker that would be. That would be the exact opposite of anything that, that Ken Holland has ever done. <laughs> yeah, but when's the last time they had a prospect that was putting up two and a half points per game? Kirk Maltby. Shit. I don't know. <laughs> oh, he wasn't a prospect. They traded for him. He was an Edmonton prospect. So he did score 15 juniors. He did. I heard that somewhere. I don't know. How well did LaPointe go before he was the the best Red Wings Jeopardy question ever as the last time they picked in the top ten? I don't know. I was like four years old, so I don't remember back then. So I guess there's no LaPointe in asking you. <laughs> oh, wow. They played three games in, or three seasons in juniors, and he put up uh, 96 points, 98 points, and 55 points in 31 games before getting called up to play four games for the Red Wings that year. So they went back down for the fourth year and played and scored 89 points in 35 games. Yeah, there's your answer. Okay. Martin LaPointe kicked ass. And he actually did play three playoff games in 91-92. Boom. Uh, so the there. <laughs> Ken Holland wasn't the GM back then. Doesn't matter. Devilano's still around. All right. We should wrap this up. Michelle points out in the comments, last season the Memorial Cup was uh, middle to late May. And okay. on the 26th. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but so, it also, I mean, doesn't mean Mantha's playing in the Memorial Cup. Is, is this team even any good? Shit, I don't know. Quebec, they got to win the Q before they can even 
unless they're hosting it, which I don't think Baldor is hosting it. I, I, I'll be honest, I have no idea at all. I, so. I don't know. No. You're from Canada, Graham. Shouldn't you know this? I didn't know it when I lived in Canada, so that... They are second in the TELUS West division behind <laughs> Blaineville, Bois Brand, Armada. The fourth in the league Fourth in the league. You just need Michelle to... Hey, Michelle, were you listening earlier when when JJ and Graham said they wanted to trade Thomas Yurko? Oh, yeah, she left a message on the the, the whim post. Yeah? I don't have that open. Yeah. So. Oh, I don't have that one up. Yes. <laughs> she showed up right in time. It was the first thing she heard. Good. Good, yeah. I would trade them all. Every single one of them. I'd trade Yurko for a pick right now. Whatever. Just to teach you guys a lesson. (laughs) Conditional seventh round. The Mike Commodore special. I know she's just talking shit in our chat, so if you're not actually on our chat, you can't see anything she's saying. And she's not going to call in. She'd trade all of us for a pile of poop. Yeah, I'm just I love that you can't really swear in this thing because it makes all the insults better. Yeah, well, up yours. <laughs> all right, we're trolling our own listeners. It's been a good podcast. <laughs> all right, uh, do you guys have any final hockey-related thoughts? Mm, I'm really. I, I cannot express enough how much I'm looking forward to 24-7 on Saturday. Why don't you write a post about it? That's Maybe a good I'll idea. recap I'm it. I That's a very good like idea. Recap or something of it. Yeah, you I, actually think, I actually think Tyler should do that. That would probably be right up his alley to do a recap on 24-7. And Tyler's got a post going on tomorrow. That's like his quota for the month. <laughs> Still more than Graham. Yeah. <laughs> I've done recaps. You guys Sorry any... we couldn't all sign up for morning skates every time. Well, that that's what I was hired to do in the first place by Casey. So blame him. Oh, I'll blame Casey. I blame Casey for a lot. Yeah. And Christy before him, really. She's just she set the tone for the whole blog. Yeah. Oh, fairness, I, I didn't work for Wim when Christy was here, so it's all it's all really Casey. Yeah. That was I was way better. Way way the people took it more seriously back then. So right now we're just we're just a Red Wings blog that trolls people. Yeah. Nobody nobody likes us. But they're aware of us and that's what matters. Cool. Do you have any final non-hockey-related thoughts? Otherwise, uh, we should say goodbye. Uh, The girl behind the counter in the Toyota ads is uh, very pretty, but not hot. She's like she she's better than Flo. She's like what Flo should have been. Hmm. I find the girl from the Wendy's commercial kind of obnoxious about her stupid pretzel buns, and I think she should shut up. Oh, yeah. I'm going to hit her in the face with an axe. I hate her. First it's of the all, character, not the 
the actor. Yeah, the the character. I mean, but like, especially especially at the tailgating, because why would you bring Wendy's to a tailgating thing? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and your ass. Pretzel button has been retired by Wendy's. Still show the stupid commercials though. Well, that brioche thing, the the, the new bread that the bacon mushroom melts is on, that's crap bread too. Would you make yeah, out? Michelle, with I asked. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Don't want to know what I do to flow to get a Red Wings goal. I'd make out with Flo's dog to get a shootout goal. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any final final thoughts that don't Uh, involve? Yes, I wish there were. I wish they had an Arby's in Boston. That's it. No, you don't. No. We got an Arby's close by like a few years ago after not having an Arby's anywhere in our town. And we're like, oh, good, finally an Arby's. And it took like five weeks. Like, man, I'm fucking sick of Arby's. Yeah, I disagree. So, on that note, for Graham and JJ... But not Tyler, because he's not here. Uh, This has been Winging It Motown Radio. And hopefully the Red Wings can win a goddamn game by the next time we do this. That would make it much easier. Say goodbye. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. 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 Bye.